As always, it is fantastic to have you joining us on episode seven of the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall. This is a podcast brought to you by the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, bookkeepers helping bookkeepers, helping business, and we are thrilled. Doesn't matter where you are in Australia, whether you perhaps do the books yourself for your small business, whether you are a bookkeeper who's employed in business, whether you're a student bookkeeper perhaps, or somebody just starting out in the world of professional bookkeeping, perhaps you're a highly experienced BAS agent, Wherever you are, we hope that the information that we'll provide you, especially in this episode, will be useful for you as, as we come into that time of the year, that time of the year, the end of the financial year. We're literally there right now as we go to air and it's our hope that you will be able to gain some little tidbits, as I said, that will help you through this really busy time of the year for everybody. In this episode of the ICB News Channel, we're going to examine and take a deep dive into the May edition of the ICB newsletter that's provided as a major benefit to members of the ICB, including students, but it also includes some very topical news items that are freely available to anybody listening in on our brand new website, www.icb.org.au, and I'd encourage you to jump on and have a look. And so much of what we're going to um, unpack and put a focus on in this episode around some compliance things that are happening in the bookkeeping world, some things that we just think that you need to be aware of and across, you can just jump on our website and have a look. But for especially for our members, um, the May edition of the newsletter is where you want to uh, get your head inside. So welcome to everybody, but I especially want to welcome somebody to the podcast today who's joining me. She is our uh, support and resources team member, but more importantly, she is the newsletter editor, uh, Simone Emmett. It's great to have you on the ICB News Channel. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me today. I'm super excited about lots of interesting topics we get to talk about. And the main newsletter, as all your newsletters are, all our newsletters, I should say, but uh, you're the, the one who gets to... Uh, have the joy of bringing it all together. Um, another busy newsletter, the May newsletter, and, and packed full of stuff as always for our members. There's always so much for members and so much benefit with the newsletter. I, I just can't stress enough how, how important it is to read. Yeah, absolutely. We, we love the fact that so many engage with the newsletter, but as I called out, make sure you're aware that a lot of this is freely available on our um, website as well. And you can jump in. Doesn't matter if you're uh, not a member of the ICB, you can jump in and, and gain so much from that. We continue to encourage those who haven't uh, perhaps looked at, look at becoming a member of the ICB also at www.icb.com.au, sorry, .org.au, don't do a .com.au, .org.au. Um, you can also suss out how to become a member of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers and we'd love to have that discussion with you. But let's get inside some really important things that are happening in the world of compliance, happening in the world of, of uh, the ATO and fair work and all the stuff that we uh, gravitate and work with on a daily basis. One of the first things that you'll run across in the May newsletter is a call out that uh, we have, in fact, created or uh, implemented a brand new website as of the 13th of June this year. And uh, at the back end of, of this episode, we're going to bring in the CEO of, of the ICB, Amanda Linton, who is going to just spend a little bit of time telling us about how that's unfolded. 
Um, but you can certainly read a little bit about that in the early parts of our May edition of the newsletter. We also then uh, call out the fact, as I said earlier, that this is the, uh, the, the really, really busy time of the year, June 2022, another year like we've never seen before probably in our history with so much going on, so many things affecting small business. And as quite often happens these days, a number of implementations that we need to consider going into the new financial year. But the newsletter um, has in it um, one of uh, the, the things that I think is gold about the ICB, and that is a checklist. We all love a good checklist. And the end of year checklist that's included in the May edition of the newsletter is designed specifically to help you as a bookkeeper or perhaps you're uh, trying to unpack for yourself how to do it for your own small business, exactly the steps that you need to go through to ensure that you are compliant and that you meet all the requirements and needs to, to allow a smooth transition into a new financial year. So I'd encourage you to go and have a look at that. We also want to mention that uh, we've just completed our end-of-year seminar series um, in the early parts of June, had a fabulous couple of days um, being able to, again, get our head inside the end-of-year processes that are so crucial. They're not exactly thrilling. They're not exactly, uh, <laughs> the, for many uh, experienced bookkeepers, something they haven't done before, but it is something we tend to only do once a year. It's been a great opportunity to engage and to be able to get our heads and our, back into the zone, as I think I referenced it a few times during that series. But also some of the things that came out of that series, including the really, really critical reconciliation spreadsheets that I know so many of our members in particular need and, and utilise at this time of the year, are now on our new website and available for you to go and download if you are a member of the ICB. So I'd really encourage you to do that. Moving through the newsletter into page eight, there's an article in there uh, just letting everybody know, I guess, or making especially bookkeepers, professional bookkeepers aware that there are quite a number of communications coming out from the ATO right now. And employers are seeing these communications land on their desks, I suppose, and they may well open up some conversations for bookkeepers. Or perhaps, again, if you're listening in and you're a small business owner, you've probably noticed that there is a, a little bit a little bit of extra mail coming through from the ATO at the moment than what you might normally get. We'd really encourage you that you don't just throw it in the pile and, you know, say, oh, I'll look at that later. There's some really key information in there. And Simone and the team um, have really called that out in this May edition of the newsletter in, in particular a, a lot of communication that's going around from the ATO in regards to superannuation changes that will be occurring on the 1st of July or as of the 1st of July this year. And it's really important that you um, get your, your head inside what's happening with that, um, regardless of your situation. Two main call-outs. Obviously, um, there is a, another increase to the SG this year. We're moving from 10% to 10.5%. Um, and we'd encourage you to make sure you're well aware of what is required to do that within your software that you use. Um, and certainly for those who attended our end of year seminars, you will know we ran a couple of um, 
uh, or not a couple, uh, more than a couple of videos from the popular softwares such as QuickBooks, Reckon, Zero, and MYB about how to do that. And for those who perhaps missed that, um, who signed up for the seminar, um, just calling out the fact that you can go back and watch those videos on demand for another 90 days, another benefit of having um, registered for that particular seminar series. So the, the, uh, the, the article in the newsletter mentions that not only is there an increase to 10.5% this year, but there's a graduated increase over the, the next few years. And one of the things that um, Simone and the crew have done is put in a letter template that allows you as a bookkeeper to copy and paste that or do whatever you like with it and be able to create a document that you can send to your business owners or clients yourself to create that conversation. And of course, the other thing that's happening in regards to superannuation from 1 July 2022 is the removal, removal of the $450 per month eligibility limit threshold, which effectively means that in most cases, and there are, we've talked about this on previous episodes of the, the ICB News Channel, uh, in most cases, that means effectively superannuation from dollar one for most people employed in Australia from 1 July. But uh, really important that you understand how that impacts on you and what that means for you. So let's move in on a bit further. I'm going to bring Simone back in at this point. Uh, on page 11 of the May edition of the newsletter, um, we have an article all about ATO targeting refund fraud attempts. And also it kind of segues into some articles that we have at the back end of the newsletter referencing cyber and in particular uh, some references to the Cyber Essential 8, the Australian Cyber Security Centre's go-to when uh, trying to mitigate against uh, cyber attacks in small business, and also ransomware and what that means for small business owners. And uh, we've seen a lot of media of recent times around the fact that there's so much happening in the cyber world right, right at the moment, especially uh, attacks on small businesses and individuals. So, Simone, do you want to give us a little bit more uh, sort of backstory around that particular article yeah. or those particular articles? Certainly. Well, it's one of the big trending topics here at the moment is ATO fraud. Um, the ATO have identified a significant number of GST refund fraud attempts and have called on the public to get involved in activities to lead to GST fraud, such as inventing a fake business, lodging a fraudulent ABN application, submitting fictitious back, back statements to attempt to, to gain a false GST refund. Um, the reality is that cybercrime is here to stay and the best way members can stay cyber safe is to remain vigilant and educated in protecting their business identity and, their, and business protocols. So the first question I would ask myself is, what do I do if I'm involved? So if I become involved in a fraudulent arrangement, talk to the ATO. The ATO are able to support businesses with a range of self-help options. Call them immediately to discuss anything. The second part of the issue, if you think your identity has been compromised, which is a big one, not just for bookkeepers, but for, for the general public. Um, ATO have seen an increased attempt by criminals to commit refund fraud by stealing identities of taxpayers coincided with the reliance on technology of remote working places, having your identity compromised could be devastating financially. So from, from my research, I found that 
90% of cyber crimes are caused by human error. So, in other words, any door is only as secure as the person holding the key. Mm, so, to I like say, that. so to say, safe to say safe on top of protecting your online identity, don't give away that key. Yeah. So and that's where the cyber Australian Cyber Security Centre comes in with their mitigation strategy. Is that's their key. So. Yeah. You very much discussed this at the 2022 summit, and there's a fantastic resource on our website on the mitigation strategy. And you can also visit the Australian Cybersecurity Centre um, yep. website. Um, mm. And I'll just quickly remind people of the top eight, if that's okay, because yes. it's a good one. So, application control, patch applications, configure Microsoft Office macro settings, mm -hmm. user application hardening restrict administrative privileges, patch operating systems, multi-factor authentication, which is a big one, and yes. regu regular backups. And doing all these things will really help protect you and working with all the different offices such as cybersecurity and ATO will really help, help protect you and keep that door closed. Absolutely, and as we, as you mentioned, we, we put a focus on this at our ICB annual summit back in March. Uh, we heard uh, quite a distressing but really important um, story from one of our members in, in Tasmania, Deborah Jeffrey. And uh, I'd encourage you, if you haven't um, tuned into our other podcast, our other ICB podcast, Heart of the Bookkeeper, we actually unpacked that even more with Deb in, a, in an extended episode as to what happened in her situation when she was attacked uh, from a cyber perspective and, and certainly those call-outs that you've just made, that, that bit about don't give away the key, that is so critical. And uh, we, we certainly, from the ICB's point of view, will continue to put a focus, a lens on cyber for small business and for bookkeepers in particular moving forward, as evidenced by um, a number of articles that uh, are in the May edition of the newsletter, as you've just mentioned, including um, an article about ransomware, which is a, a really scary form of cyber, um, the fraudulent activity that you mentioned about businesses being created that don't actually exist, that they all kind of blend into this whole overall arch, overarching attack that is increasing around Australia, Australia and the world, I guess, at the moment. So... Simone, thank you for um, for continuing to to bring that and highlight that through the process of the newsletter and the articles that we see on our website. We're moving through the uh, the uh, the newsletter still. If you if you've got it out and you you hopefully you're not driving along in the car listening to us and reading the newsletter at the same time, but uh, maybe you're on the back porch right now uh, listening along and and also have the newsletter in front of you. Page thirteen has another article that puts a focus um, on what's happening for small business right at the moment. And there is so much happening. There's uh, obviously a little bit of angst around Australia with, with issues around employment, obviously the discussion about inflation and interest rates going up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, small business continues to, to bear a lot of the brunt of that. And um, we work very closely with COSBOA, who are uh, a great, amazing advocate for small business here in Australia. And Simone, we've got an article that COSBOA have um, uh, 
uh, kind of led the charge with here in Australia, simply called Don't Forget Small Business. Um, do you want to give us, a, yeah. give us a little bit of backstory behind that one? Well, yeah, I came across this article while I was researching the May newsletter and it really brought out to me with inflation and interest rates rising, cost of living pressures. They're at the, the front of most people's minds now um, and putting further struggle on small business. Um, small businesses don't want to see their staff or the people they work alongside every day struggling to pay for the basics, but their ability to pay higher wages is being constrained by the rise in other business expenses. So it's almost impossible for them to keep pace with wages and incentives offered by large corporations. So my message to bookkeepers is how can we help? Mm -hmm. um, as a bookkeeper, you play a critical role as a source of advice for small business and with all the ICB resources plus the ATO cash flow coaching kit plus what yes. COSBOA has to offer, um, bookkeepers and BAS agents have an evidence-based framework to support and give insights into, into business operations. So we can keep small businesses open if we want them to pay higher wages, if we want them to modernise and grow and contribute to Australian communities and culture, then the best that we can do as bookkeepers and BAS agents is, is to support small business by using our skills and our abilities to assist with managing cash flow being on top of all the obligations so that they have the basics to run a business, um, support small businesses and be proactive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd also like to draw attention to another program that's fantastic that, that is also supported by COSBOA is Go Local First, Yes. which um, supports initiatives where shopping locally makes such a difference. Australia is home to over 3.5 million small businesses who are the backbone of our economy and we really they really need our support right now. Yeah, no, great, great call out there, um, Simone. Really encourage everybody to, again, go to www.icb.org.au and check out the cash flow coaching kit that um, we have as a link on that website and available to you. Also mentioned, as Simone said, in the newsletter. And if you haven't sort of got an understanding of, of, of COSBOA, uh, the Council of Small Business, then I'd suggest that you um, do a Google on COSBOA, C-O-S-B-O-A. Uh, that's the acronym we, uh, we run by for that particular organisation. And uh, I'd encourage you to go and check out their site. But more, most importantly, especially as bookkeepers, I think we, we get the whole supporting small business um, but we need to play that crucial role that you spoke about in that in that um, keeping small business open discussion. Definitely, as, as bookkeepers, that is 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 part of what we do is what we helping do. small yeah. businesses. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, great call. Page fifteen of the newsletter has an updated resource that I, I think, if you haven't already checked it out, you might want to do so. Um, the resource team at the ICB have put some work into this around back payments, commissions, bonuses, and lump sums, but in particular, a focus on the taxing of the return to work lump sum payments. So I'd recommend that if you haven't checked that out, that you go and do so. And then on page sixteen of uh, the May edition of the newsletter, as well as on our website. I want to call out that this is um, an article that is available for anybody to go and uh, get their, as I keep calling it, their heads inside, and I, I'd encourage you to do that uh, on our website, www.icb.org.au, and that is the conversation around stapled super funds, and in particular, 
what if a fund rejects a payment? This is possibly becoming more of a bane for small business and bookkeepers than what some understand it is a real hassle. Um, so the scenario being that uh, a payment is made to a super fund only for it and on time but only for it to be rejected and therefore the conversation comes into play around is it now a late payment to repay it and if so, does the, the SGC or the superannuation guarantee charge come into play? So first of all, let's just back up the the uh, the super truck for a moment and, and just discuss for those who aren't quite sure what is a stapled fund or what is the stapled fund process. So as of 1 November 2021, um, a new process was um, legislated to come into play for small business owners and bookkeepers engaging with business owners to be able to access the super de details of an employee if the traditional ways of getting that information has been exhausted. In other words, trying to get the superannuation choice form filled out to either give an indication of existing an existing fund or um, a preference to just enter a default fund. One of the options now is for a business owner to be able to jump onto the online services for business and to put in an application with the ATO to gain the details of the super fund from that, em that employee's previous um, employment um, basis or certainly just their super fund details from previous employment. It's a great result. It can quite often now alleviate the angst that goes with trying to chase down an employee for their super fund details or just to get the superannuation choice uh, fund form filled out. We, we call out that that still needs to be done, that still needs to be pursued, but this is plan B, I suppose. The issue then comes that once you uh, gain that information, the stapled fund process, which can be done from the online services for business um, portal, um, then you make the payment, but for whatever reasons, that those funds are then rejected and sent back. What we want to call out is that there is some, some uh, assistance, there's been some angst about this. The ICB firstly wants to uh, sort of recommend or reiterate that if there is a late payment for superannuation, the laws as they currently stand say that you need to complete a superannuation guarantee charge statement and with that will come potentially some interest and, and some administrative fees and also what we simply call the, the SG contribution, late contribution that will be paid to the employee. However, if you feel as though that that is unjust because of the fact that a fund has been rejecting a payment when it had previously been acknowledged that it was a stapled fund, then there, in the newsletter, in the article, it calls out that some recent legislation also has been passed from the back end of 2021 with a transitional period to the 31st of October 2022, whereby the ATO commissioner may reduce, including down to nil, the amount of an employer's shortfall to an employee for the quarter whereby, and there is five bits of criteria that need to be met for you to be able to successfully, I guess you could say, argue that with the commissioner. I'd encourage you to go and have a read of the article either on our website or in the newsletter to ensure that you 
uh, understanding if you are going to put in an objection about the fact that a, uh, a fund has rejected a payment and you feel that that should not therefore um, penalise the employer with a, a requirement to lodge an SGC or a superannuation guarantee charge statement. Um, this article, page 16 of the newsletter, also on our website, gives you a lot of insights as, as to how you can go about that and what you need to do to mitigate that potential um, uh, bit of angst, I suppose, and that issue, um, including some phone numbers that you can call and some ways that you can uh, attack that head on. So that's another great example of an article in our newsletter on our website that um, you can access and be able to assist you in that process. And finally, um, there are, as always, uh, a, a whole heap of articles that are designed to assist the bookkeepers at whatever phase you're at um, that we won't get ourselves too deep into because we want you to go and read them and have a look at them. Um, but there is a, a resource that's been developed around the new apprenticeship data management process. Uh, we'd encourage you to go and have a look at that. Um, we, Simone and the crew have started a, a process around talking or increasing a conversation around the ATO's um, approach to managing unpaid debts. And I'm aware, Simone, uh, that that may be an ongoing thing in, in future articles. Is that correct? Or in future yeah. newsletters? That, that's correct. Future newsletters, just keeping everybody up to date with what the ATO, ATO is up to after COVID and everything's over now. They're starting to chase up debts. So we'll, we'll keep members um, informed on all those details. Beautiful. There's also uh, talking about SG or superannuation guarantee, how to get uh, quick information around that or quick assistance around that with some fast key codes that you can use when you contact the ATO. So it's a handy resource in the newsletter as well. And also for those who are members and, and, and certainly those who uh, love attending our ICB network meetings, our full schedule is there for you to be, be able to go and invest in and be able to see where you need to be and make sure you've... Uh, got you, um, yourself ready for the network meeting on time. So, Simone, that's where we're going to bring to an end uh, um, the deep dive into the newsletter. We are going to also have another look at a couple of articles that were also in there with a couple of other guests, but I want to thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel and uh, we're going to let you slide out the door and, and some other guests slide, slide in. Lovely. Thanks for having me, Rob. Good to talk to you. Great stuff, Simone. Thank you. So as our uh, newsletter editor, Simone, slips out the door, um, one seat vacates and another one fills, we've got now with us the CEO of the ICB, of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers. She's a regular on the ICB News Channel. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Rob. How are you going? Nice to be back with you again. Yes, it's always good to have... Uh, the boss on the on the uh, on the line, and uh, certainly for those that are tuning in, Amanda has been in the role of the CEO for the ICB for three or four years now, isn't Amanda? It's been a while. Yeah, four and a half years, Rob. It's been a while. Yep, nearly t nearly heading towards that gold watch. But uh, do they still give <laughs> gold watches anymore? I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, so you know, we appreciate you joining us today. And um, the main thing, as we called out at the start of this episode, that we want to just sort of get a Again, our head inside, we keep using that term, is that uh, in the main newsletter, uh, on the first couple of pages actually, pages two and three, um, is an article that just 
is all about the launch of some brand new systems at the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, beneficial for our members. And also I'd, I'd throw in there maybe even non-members. Um, there's benefits all around. Um, a new association management system, and we've mentioned it a couple of times already on this episode, um, the new website. So I thought uh, who better to get to, to tell us how that's gone. 13th of June was a big day for the Institute. You and I, uh, Amanda, uh, pedalled away while most people had a public holiday that day and uh, managed to get our way through the launch on we that did. day. We did. Uh, it was a bit of fun um, with a few challenges along the way. But uh, So how, how has things gone and maybe just give us a little bit of a rundown on not only where we're at but where we're headed with the new systems. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Look, the... the the thing to call out is that this has been the single biggest investment in IT that ICB has made in its history, and we think it's a real game changer for the way in which we're going to be able to both service and interact with our membership base. Um, so we're really excited about where, not only where we've got it to so far, but all the great things that we've got to come. So one of the things that, um, as you say, we, we effectively flipped the switch and came live on the 13th of June. and. Rob, it's tech. We've had some teething problems. Um, you know, some members who have had some challenges getting access. We think we've got most of that rectified now. Uh, but it's just been it's been a really good process. I'd just like to very quickly call out that the ICB team have done an amazing job. This is a mammoth job. Um, as you may have heard me reference a couple of times, our current website is pushing 3,000 pages of resources. So we're bringing things across in a staged approach. So uh, any of anyone who's listening in who might have a look at the website might kind of go, oh, there's stuff missing. Um, it will be there. It's all coming across over the next couple of weeks. So uh, we are taking that staged approach and making sure that priority is put on resources that members will need for end of financial year in particular. So that's where our focus has been. Um, just a couple of other quick call-outs, a couple of things that uh, due to restrictions with our previous provider, we've not been able to bring across um, members' CPE histories. So we've called out a few times for people to have downloaded them. The team can help out if that hasn't been the case. But the transition has gone relatively well. As I said, the the uh, input of the team, um, I really want to call out thank you, big thank you to all the members who have been really patient with us over the last few days while we get things settled in. But we've got some really exciting stuff still to come. So when um, when we talk about the exciting stuff to come, do you want to sort of give us a little bit of a, a taste of what is in store? I know already uh, for those who have engaged with us on support, um, the records themselves are just a lot more accessible to, to our members in particular. And so, for example, if you haven't discovered it yet, if you have contacted support um, since we kicked off on the 13th of June, any support cases, that's the term we're using, um, that are logged, you'll be able to go back and reflect on yourself at any point as a member. So this is for the members who are tuning in, for those who uh, are listening to this and going, oh, what is that all about? And I wouldn't mind a piece of that action. I keep saying it, www.icb.org.au. Go and check out how you can become a member of the ICB and gain all these amazing benefits. Um, but if you, uh, if you were to summarise a couple of things yet to come, Amanda, that we can look forward to in regards to the new management system and also usage of the, the website, what would they be? So a couple of uh, key call-outs, you've just touched on probably one of the biggest ones, is the member access to, to records or um, what we call cases. So 
you know, if you think about it practically, you've lodged a support case, you've asked a question about a termination, six months later you want to go back and, and revisit the, the case, rather than having to contact us again, which we're always really happy for people to do, you can mm-hmm. just log on to your profile um, under the website nowadays and you can go back and you can have a look at all the interaction that you had with the team, which means you're not trawling through six months' worth of emails to find the response. So yeah. that's a really exciting um, update. The other thing that this new system gives us the ability to do is to, um, we're going to be introducing over the next month digital credentials, which means Mm -hmm. members will be able to get a digital badge, which will show that they're current, um, and also for any um, assessments they might have undertaken, Rob. So things like HR intermediary will be introduced. If you've completed the annual skills review, you'll be able to get a little digital credential for that. Um, Expanding on the learning and the CPD side of things, we're going to be developing a lot more micro-credentials for those that want to just look at those short, sharp little assessments to be able to say, hey, look, yep, I really do know what I'm talking about um, in relation to particular knowledge areas. So that's really exciting. As I say, the digital credential, the ability to download a digital copy of your membership certificate, all of those kinds of things um, are really exciting for things that that to come. As I say, we just have a whole lot more functionality in this website. Um, I'd encourage everyone to go and have a little bit of a look, and this is still under review, so I'm asking everyone to just just accept the fact that this is still being looked at. But we have a new thing on our website called Verify a Member. Now, you can jump on there and you can enter um, either your business name or your personal name, say first and last name, and it will actually do a search and it'll come up and it'll tell you whether or not, or tell anyone, whether or not you're a current member with ICB, what your level of membership is and when your membership expires. Now, a few people have asked, well, what's the point of that? It's quite easy. Uh, One of the things that we frequently get asked is if someone engages with a new bookkeeper and they've said they're a member of ICB, some people want to verify that's actually correct. It's also an opportunity for our partners to verify that you remember if to get access to member benefits, for example, and those kinds of things. So that's a really cool feature that's just something a little quirky that we've um, we've added to this new website as well. Nick, that's uh, sounding very exciting to me and I'm involved. So that's, uh, that's a good start, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the fact that, um, yeah, like you've, se- you've said a couple of times now, that as a member, you just have a, a little bit more control over what you can do without having to necessarily rely on us. We, we celebrate any time you contact us at the ICB, but you'll have just that little bit more control than you've had in the past to be able to control some of your own destiny, you pe- perhaps, or more particularly from my perspective, those support um, cases that you do that you go, oh, I remember I called ICB a year ago, but I don't actually remember what it was, the end result, and I can go back and look at that myself. So really yep. good stuff. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to, to mention before we bring this to a wrap? Look, I think they're the main things. Uh, as I say, it is going to be a, a step-by-step migration process, so we're just asking everyone to bear with us. All the information that was on the previous site will be across on the new one. Uh, we're getting it over there as quickly as we can and, uh, as I say, prioritising the things that we think are most important from a member perspective while we do that. So it's uh, there's some really exciting projects ahead that all rely on this new system and I'm sure members will have a much better interaction experience with us. And this all lends just to the the benefits that we continue to try and make for those who are members of the ICB. Again, if you're tuning in and you're going, what is this all about? Go and check out our website, www.icb.org.au. 
Uh, we've got people who are more than willing to have a chat to you about how you can become a member of the ICB and uh, the benefits flow from there. Um, you will never, I'm pretty confident you won't regret it. Um, so thank you for joining us today, Amanda. I want to uh, thank Simone again for uh, the sessions that we had uh, looking at so many of the, the changes that are coming up for the end of the financial year. It is a busy time. We really, really uh, strongly encourage you to try and find some time for yourself amongst the busyness of end of financial year. Uh, you know, if that involves uh, having to, to shut the laptop and have a, a, a quiet wine or whatever it is, or drink responsibly or what, whatever we say, um, make sure that you take some time for yourself. Um, try and utilise and, and, lend, and lend yourself to the, the resources that we have available to you at the ICB to make your life hopefully so much easier at this time of the year for end of financial year. So thank you again, Amanda. Um, I'm sure you want to wish the members all the best for end of financial year. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. Um, and really great call out. It's Look, this could be a time of year where we're all pretty busy. It's really important just to take those small little bits, pieces of time out for ourselves uh, or for yourselves if you can. Um, and for some of you, it might just be an hour, just to, to grab an hour, sit back, have a coffee, have a chat with a friend, uh, whatever you need to do to get through this next period and the ICB team are there to help in any way we possibly can. Absolutely we are. So uh, that's a wrap for episode seven of the ICB News Channel. Thank you for joining us again and we look forward to uh, bringing more informative information and uh, topical articles to you in the next episode of the ICB News Channel.